Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. How many of us like to feel like we have purpose in our life? Raise your hand. Somebody here that doesn't like to feel like you have a purpose. Right, good. Now, how many of us while staying at home have felt like that purpose is just kind of been thrown in the trash? Anybody? I felt like that. It's okay, you can be honest. We're all people. We all struggle with things sometimes. We like purpose. We need purpose in our lives. Right? See, we can't rely on ourselves during this time. Jesus gave us a vision as Christians. Right? And that vision is to seek and save the lost, to make disciples. So this vision gives us purpose in our lives. Okay? Let me ask you a question. Do we have a purpose right now? I know, we, I know we could say our purpose is to seek and save the lost, but are we living out that purpose in our lives right now? Do we have that? No. Is, that something, is that something that we are actively pursuing in our life? No. See, without a vision for what God has for us, we won't have a purpose for our lives. Right? If we don't have a vision, we won't have a purpose for our lives. Bow your heads with me. Lord, I just thank you so much for today. God, I just pray that you would anoint my lips to speak this word that you've given me. I pray that you would be here, even if there's just one person, God, that you have, you have touched in the heart, Lord. That's a success. So we just pray right now, God, over this word, uh, that it would just touch many people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Peter was one of the 12 disciples. He was a leader and spokesman for the 12 disciples. Part of Jesus' inner circle, which included James and John as well. Peter sometimes had very little faith, right? Sometimes he was presumptuous, sometimes he was timid. He was self-seeking at times, and other times he was selfless. Sometimes he was spiritually perceptive, and sometimes he was spiritually lacking. In other words, Peter was just like us. How many of you guys that described due to a T, right? See, Peter experienced many great things while he was with Jesus, but he still didn't catch the vision. See, while the disciples were on a boat, Jesus came walking on the water towards them. Jesus called Peter to come to him, right? And what did Peter do? Peter jumped out of the boat, and he walked on water. Like, look, everybody, like, skirts past it. Like, oh, man, he failed because he sunk and stuff. But Peter, a human, walked on water. How many of you guys have walked on water before? I'm going to walk on a puddle. He walked on water, right? Then he started to sink because he started to become afraid of the waves and the wind around him. See, Peter was involved in healings and other miracles. When Jesus sent out the 12 disciples, including Peter, to heal the sick and cast out impure spirits, Jesus gave him the authority to do so. But even still, Peter didn't catch the vision. Right? Peter confessed that Jesus was the son of the living God. He was the first one to do that, the first person. Okay? And Jesus promised Peter that he would build a church upon him. 
but Peter still didn't catch the vision. Peter was there when Jesus appeared to the disciples, I think for the second time, after, after the resurrection. Scripture says that the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord, but Peter still didn't catch the vision. So like Peter, we can be a part of many great things in our lives, right? But we can still not catch the vision, okay? We can do miracles, but not catch the vision. We can have a promise like Peter, but still not catch the vision, okay? We can have an encounter, but still not catch the vision. We can do many great things, but until we catch vision, we won't have purpose in our lives. Amen? Or at least true purpose. First point, without vision, we return to what we know. If you turn your Bibles to John 21 with me, verses 1, we'll start there. And if you don't have your Bibles, it'll be up on the screen here. John 21, verse 1. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. So Peter lost sight of the vision at some point in his life. Okay. Well, what happens? In John 18, 15 through 18, we have, a, we have an account called Peter's Denial. Okay. Simon Peter, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this real quick. It's not going to be on the board. If you guys want to follow me, it's John 18, verses 15 through 18. I'll say that again. John 18, verses 15 through 18. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. Uh, but Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple who was known to the high priest came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty there, and brought Peter in. You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? She asked Peter, and he replied, I'm not. It was cold, and the servants and officials stood around a fire they had, they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. And after that, and I'm going to skip ahead to John 18, 25, 27. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there, warming himself. So they asked him, you aren't one of his disciples too, are you? And he said, I'm not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him, didn't I see you with him in the garden? And again, Peter denied it and said, I wasn't there. And at that moment, a rooster crowed. See, Peter did exactly what Jesus had foretold that he was going to do. He denied him three times right before the rooster crowed. All right. Another gospel said that Peter went away and wept bitterly because he recognized what Jesus had said had come true. How many of you guys have ever wept bitterly before? So what happened? Peter lost sight of the vision because he was afraid of what the people would do to him. So what did Peter do? Peter went back to fishing. Okay? He, he, he went to... He went back to what he knew how to do, and that was fishing. Right? This wasn't outright sinful. Right? Peter had a family to feed him, sure. I'm sure he was feeling really discouraged and guilty, and he's probably condemning himself. We see Peter's leadership and influence here, too. 
because he influenced other people to go fishing with him, right? See, sometimes we can lose sight of the vision in our life as well. So there are many reasons why. Is it fear? Like Peter, are we afraid of what people will do to us? Do we have other responsibilities that we use as an excuse? I have to do this. I can't do, I'm sorry, I can't follow through. I have to do this. Is the vision just taking too long? Is God giving you a vision, but you're like, eh, you know, I've been, I've been praying for a week. It's just not happening. How many of you guys are like super impatient? Like, you know, Amazon didn't deliver it in two days. Come on, like, you know, another like one day delivery. And it's like, oh man, they didn't get here like two hours, you know, so. Are we distracted? Are there other things, other things in our lives that are taking like the lead? Anything else? I might step on some toes here, and I'm not trying to. I'm sorry. Politics. Yeah, everybody gasp. Ready? One, two, three. Thank you. Politics are important, okay? I won't, I won't knock that, okay? But are we so wrapped up in politics that we forget that we have a cause and a mission? Are we furthering conspiracies that have no base? Are we selfish and just want what we want? Is there sin in our lives that's preventing us from going further? See, oftentimes we just, we just return to what we know how to do. Right? We, just, we just return to what we know how to do. We feel defeated because nothing came to pass. Okay? So we try to adapt or pursue something familiar. How many of you guys know how to do something? Right? We know how to do something. Okay? I know how to play guitar, and I know how to paint. That's pretty much all I know how to do. And sleep. I like to sleep. I like doing that. So it's the thing that I find myself returning to a lot. So after this, I'm going to take a nap. So. <laughs> so we can't let any of this get in the way of the vision that God has for our lives. Amen? Next point. Get back to the vision. John 21, 4 through 14. Let's just continue. Early in the morning... Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. Actually, just, I just want to park there running out of time. So I want to I just park there, verse 7 and 8. You see, Peter, when Jesus first called him, was a fisherman, right? What did he fish for? Fish, right? He fished for fish, right? After denying Jesus, well, actually, let me backtrack here. Okay, he, he called him to do what? Fish for men. What did Peter do? He returned and fished for fish, Peter needed to return to fishing for men. See, Peter and the other disciples became self-sufficient. They didn't know what to do at this point. You know, Jesus said, just revealed himself again, you know, and they're just like, okay, so what next? (laughs) All right, let's go fishing. They were trying to provide for themselves, okay? They had no purpose. Clearly, Peter still loved the Lord very much, All right, because it says that he jumped out of the boat and swam 100 yards. 
It's like a football field. How many of you guys, like, like, I get tired, like, walking up one step of the stairs, you know, and, like, I couldn't do it. And Peter just, just I don't know, I just imagine this guy, like, you know, I don't know, he's like the seas just behind him, you know. I think Peter realized that he needed to get back to where he was first called. Right? In Scripture, there was a time where many of Jesus' other disciples left him completely. And Peter says something really deep here. After Jesus had asked him, will you also leave? Peter says this. He says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. See, with Jesus, Peter and the rest of the disciples had something. They had a sense of belonging. They had a cause. They had a vision. They had a purpose. Right? See, like Peter, we need, we need to get back to the vision. And I know during this time, if, you know, COVID and everybody is still on, like, their year vacation, um, we're, you, know, maybe, you know, maybe we're getting back to work and stuff. Our, our vision and our purpose is to reach the lost of this world. We need to get back to this, right? This country is so divided in politics. You know, you hear conspiracy here, conspiracy there, conspiracy here, conspiracy there. We need to get back to the vision. All right? What is the vision? The vision is to love sheep to life. It's a play on words. I'll reveal it to you. John 21, 15 through 17. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus kept asking him. Do you love me, he said. Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, once again, feed my sheep. So here we see Jesus reinstating Peter right, to the place that he was originally. Peter denied Jesus three times, and now he was given a chance to say to Jesus that he loved him three times. All right? So interesting to note, you know, um, there are two words used for, for love here, agapeo and phileo, right? Agape. Uh, means to, is like a sacrificial love. It's what Jesus did on the cross. Um, phileo is, is a brotherly love. It's you know what I would say to uh, Jacob or what I'd say to Ryan over here. Like love you, brother. You know. For Jesus' first two questions, he uses the word agapeo. Peter's, all three of Peter's replies are phileo. Jesus' last question was phileo as well to get to to try to cut through to Peter and get him to understand what he's saying. Right? See, Jesus is issuing a challenge to Peter here. He says, this challenge demanded a total renewal of Peter's loyalty and a reaffirmation of his responsibilities. See, the vision was to love and take care of the sheep. Right? Jesus wasn't talking about actual sheep, right? I'm sure we, we know that, right? Because we're not shepherds. How many of you guys have sheep? No? Okay, good. Was there one person? Oh, we got one person over there. That's cool. All right, so your job is to take care of your sheep and also people. So. 
See, Jesus meant for people, uh, people, people, Peter, to actually love and take care of people, us, right? And also those who aren't yet belonging to us. Peter was given a second chance. See, God gave this church a vision. And what is that vision? To what? Love people to life. That is what this church is going to do. Okay, if you are a member of this church, all of us, our vision is to love people to life. Okay, it's our responsibility to pursue this. Sometimes what's needed is a second chance, a second encounter with Jesus for us to get back to the vision that he first called us to. Amen? Do we crave it? Do we want to pursue the vision that Jesus has set out for us? If we don't crave this, if we don't desire this, right? Maybe it's time for us to find a quiet place and pursue the Lord again. It's because he can restore and renew vision and purpose in our lives. Amen? Pursue the vision God has for you, not someone else. John 21, 18 through 19. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then said to him, follow me. So what's going on here? Jesus is describing to Peter the way that he's going to give his life and how he's going to bring glory to God. Because later in life, Peter is crucified upside down. Right? So let's keep going. John 21, 20 through 22. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This is the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, "Um, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. See, I love Jesus' response. I feel like it's kind of sarcastic a little bit. He's like, what, what's it to you? Like, who cares? You know, like, why, why are you focused on him when I've called you to this? See, sometimes we get concerned about somebody else's calling. Anybody else ever done that before? Okay? When I was in Bible college, you're surrounded by people who are like much more holy than you. And you're like, man, like, I just wish I had a little piece of what they had. And then you, you just become discouraged. And you're like, man, I, my calling's not that good. Or my calling's too great. You know, like, humans, we like to compare ourselves. Right? Guys, we like to, you know what I mean? We like to tell people how much better we are at, you know, at this than the, the other guy, Right? Or I bought a truck and now I, you know, my friend just bought a truck that's better than my truck. You know? So we like to compare ourselves. How many know that God has called us to do what God has called us to do? He hasn't called you to do what he's called somebody else to do. Right? See, for all of us, the vision is the same to make disciples. Right? So everybody say that. The vision is the same to make disciples. Okay? The vision is the same but the vehicle changes, right? What does that mean? We are all, as Christians, responsible to make disciples, but that doesn't always look the same. Some of us are called to full-time ministry. Some of us are called into the workforce, right? Maybe you're a dentist. Maybe you're in school. Maybe you're at home, okay? The vision is the same, but the vehicle changes. Stop looking to your neighbor and look to what God has called you to do. Our responsibility is to pursue the vision 
in the way that God has called us. Okay? And our last point here, he got it. In 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4, we find an account of Peter talking to the church elders. I just want to read this real quick because it's pretty cool. Um, everything just kind of comes full circle here. So starting in verse 1, 1 Peter 5, verse 1 through 4. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, right? As God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. See, Peter eventually caught the vision. Eventually he caught it, right? Because of this, his life had purpose. Okay? In Acts 2, we find an account of Peter preaching, and as a result, there are 3,000 people added to the church that day. This is timid, Pete, Tim, timid Peter preaching to 3,000. You know, it was actually, honestly, more than 3,000 because they only counted men at the time. 3,000 men. They didn't count women or children. It was just like Hebrew. I don't know what you call it. They just, yeah. So it was probably, actually, I don't even know the number. It was probably double that or more. Right? Here in 1 Peter 5, Peter appeals now to the elders of the church to do the thing that he was called to do. And that was what? Shepherd the flock. Take care of my sheep. Peter was given a second chance of pursuing vision, and he didn't waste it. See, when we catch the vision, there's no telling what God will do through us. Right? When we pursue that vision, it gives us credibility and influence in other people. Just like Peter. See, when our lives have purpose, it's no longer about success, it's about significance, right? We want our lives to count. How many of you want your life to count? Amen. We want to hear God say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Anybody here want to, want to hear that when you get to heaven? Yeah. We also want to lead other people to do the same. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TowerHillNH. To give online, you can go to th.church giving. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.